Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Precious God. Just stay in the mind of prayer, saints. I feel the presence of God in this place is so powerful. Because let me tell you something. Your worship service is what we do unto the Lord. The word of God that I'm about to preach is what God has to, to, to say to you. <laughs> but when we worship God, when we praise him, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And as I said the other night, it doesn't matter where you are or how poor or how sad or how emotional, depressed and anxiety you have. It doesn't matter. As soon as you lift your voice unto the Lord in praise, he moves in and inhabits the praise of your people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can tell you right now that that is my weapon each and every day. When I go through my tough times, all I do is raise my hands unto the Lord. And I say, thank you, Jesus. I know when we lift our hands unto the Lord, that's us surrendering unto him. But I told my church last week, I've heard this before, that when you lift your hands, I don't know about you, but when you've been to the airport and there is a guy there in front of the plane with two things hanging up there in his hands, and he's saying, this way. And that's me saying, Lord, land here right now. Come and inhabit my praise because I need you right now. So from now on, when you get up to praise God, you say, Lord, I don't want you to go there. I want you here, Lord. Lift up my hands and I praise the Lord. So I wonder in this place, if you can just stand one last time with me and lift your hands unto the Lord and praise him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, you got to wave at the Lord and say, I'm here, Lord, I'm here, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I cannot. I feel the presence of the Lord in this house. Come on, let the Spirit of the Lord linger. Let the Spirit of the Lord move in the aisles. I feel that the Spirit of God is moving through so many hearts right now. He's already done a work right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but when we say that we have power and authority, that's us, that's me saying we have the ability and the permission, but there is absolute power that belongs only to Jesus. And when you mix that up with the name of Jesus, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. So you and I can activate Jesus right now by simply saying, I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are new to this place of worship, we welcome you. We are not that mad. We are... We allow the Spirit of God to move. Because this is His church. And we are just caretakers of His church. And if God wants to move, who are we to stop it? Hallelujah. And I praise God for such a wonderful time of worship. I thank the, the Lord for the musicians. You guys have done an awesome job. And I thank you for ushering us to the presence of the Lord today. I want to thank this great church. I feel something so special is about to break out in this place of worship. I have seen with my own eyes great miracles everywhere. I have never healed anybody. I have never performed miracles. But God turns up and miracles happen. I've seen healings. I've seen miracles take place. I've seen so many things. And I believe that that God is in the house today. He's here to meet you wherever you are. But let me have an agreement with you, a little contract. If you agree with me, you get up and say, I'm here, Lord. Wave him in. If you want your healing today, you need to step up and say, I'm here, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not going to come and drag you to the front. I'll be arrested. I could if you want me to. Because I can see a lot of... You know, sometimes we, we worry about the, the, the handicap, the physical stuff. But it pains me when I walk through and I see there's a lot of emotional stuff that is happening in the kingdom of God. And because they're so used to holding on, they don't want to let go and let God have his way. I pray that that is your goal today, that you come here to have a breakthrough experience. Hallelujah. Don't look at me. I want you to look at Jesus and lift your hands and you say, Lord, I need that breakthrough right now. I need that breakthrough in my life right now. Hallelujah. God, hallelujah. Have your wonderful way, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, the beautiful spirit of the Lord in the house this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, precious God, precious God, precious God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I think I've shared this before. When the Spirit of the Lord is so thick, I remember we went up to Northern Territory and we were preaching in the field. And, and I said, the Lord prompted me and said, hey, a lot of people here need the Holy Ghost. But if you tell them that if they step into, there, is a, there was one little floodlight in the field. And there were probably about a thousand people in the crowd, but they were hiding in the crowd, in, in the bush. They didn't want to come out. But the Lord spoke to me and said, you tell them. If they take that step of faith and appear into that floodlights, I will fill them with my spirit. And I told a pastor and I gave him the microphone and he translated to his people. And, and the first thing he did was throw the microphone at me. He was the first one at that little light. The Lord filled him with the spirit of the Lord. I'm not talking about somewhere in the middle of India or Papua New Guinea or wherever. I'm talking about here in Australia where we tend to do everything cerebral. But right now I want you to turn off that cerebral mindset and I want you to turn on your heart and open your heart unto the Lord because that's where the Spirit of the Lord is going to land. If you have fear in your life, remove it. It's not of God. If you have doubt in your life, remove it because that's in your mind. I want you to open your heart right now and you just simply lift your hands unto the Lord and say, Lord, I am here. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And I remember in that service uh, that everyone that walked in, uh, that everyone that stepped into that, that, that little light, uh, they were all struck down by the Spirit of the Lord, uh, crawling around, uh, speaking in tongues. Uh, can I tell you, that can happen in this place right now. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you, God. There is revival coming, saints of God. There is revival coming in Australia. But can I tell you, there has to be a revival first in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. There has to be a revival of worship. There has to be a revival of prayer. There has to be a revival of praise. There has to be a revival. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. I want you to clap your hands unto the Lord. I want you to shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we cannot do it. I cannot do it. You will do it, Lord. You can do it. You can move in this place of worship. Knock and it shall be open. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and he shall find. Oh, the promise of the Holy Ghost is already given. All you have to do is receive it. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Woo! I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to just give the Lord one last hand clap. I, I want to... Praise you, God. Give the Lord a last hand clap of praise. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I can feel the Spirit of the Lord is moving mightily. But I have a word from the Lord this morning. Yes, we were going to do this all day long. Uh, you know, as, as pastor said to me, you can preach however long you want. And I said, what if I'm hungry? Uh, the flesh normally gets in the way. But today I believe that uh, if you agree with me, I want you to tell me that you agree with me. Preach with me. Hallelujah. If you need to run the aisle, run the aisle. Hallelujah. I'll throw a microphone at you just to see whether you can catch it. But uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Turn your Bible, with, please, with me to the book of James, chapter 5. What a beautiful message we heard last night from Brother Sam. It was wonderful. Peel back the layers. Get back to basics. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we overcomplicate things. But serving Jesus is a simple mathematical formula of just believe in Jesus. He is the God Almighty. And that's simple as that. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 5 of change, chapter 5, verse 13. I want to give honor once again to your pastor and first lady of this church. I thank you for your hospitality has been second to none. Um, we're so, so blessed to be in their home with them. And I am worried about my beautiful figure. Uh, it was, uh, you know, all the, the beautiful food and it's just five star, man. Amazing hospitality. I, I'm so grateful. I want to thank once again for the leadership team, the board, this church, and all the elders. And all of you, if you, if you are here and you're visiting, we welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. James chapter 5, and I'm going to read from verse 13 to 18. Not going to embarrass Sam, but I'm not going to read 25 verses. Um. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And we will do that today. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall have that shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if you have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias, or Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. 
And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and earth brought forth her fruit. One last scripture verse, if you don't mind, if you turn to the book of Acts, chapter 4 and verse 31. I like it when I go to the book of Acts, it just there's something about the book of Acts, everyone gets so excited about it. Oh, which one, which one? Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, and when they had prayed, say pray, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. We long to see Australia shaken up for Jesus, don't we? In fact, we long to see Perth shaken up for Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to see the angels, the ministering spirits come and do some mining here in Cairns, in, in, uh, in Perth. Not, not Cairns, this is not Cairns. Praise God. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all, say all, all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Can I tell you that there's nothing can stop a praying church? And here is the thing. I believe this is a praying church. And I, and I, and I love your pastor's heart. I, I know you are a, play, a praying church, not a playing church. Uh, the, last, the first time I came here, I was a, a little bit frivolous and I realized, oops, uh, they're not playing church. They're, they're praying church. But I'm here to push you further, if that's okay with you. Because let me tell you, revival is coming, and it is promised. I heard from God, and in order to set the revival in motion, our job is to pray with anticipation. To earnest pray, earnestly pray with expectations. So if I were to title my message today, let's activate revival. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Bow our head. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, O God. I pray that you put the words in my mouth. Anoint me, O God, by your spirit, O God. Lead me to say what it is that the perfect will of God be established in this house, O Lord. But most importantly, O God, bless our hearts. Anoint, soften our hearts to receive. Let the words, the seeds of your word, O God, not fall by the wayside. But bless us, O God. Let it grow, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We ask, oh God, bless each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, Amen. Let's activate revival. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Hallelujah. I have never heard the audible voice of God. Despite a lot of my patients do. But I've never heard it personally. But I have through visions and dreams received his direction and guidance. But I am convinced, this is me, whether it's biblically sound or not, I am so convinced that God never stopped speaking to us. But the problem is we are way, way too busy. Our mind is most contested territories in our body 
So we are easily preoccupied and distracted by so many voices that we don't have the space nor the intention to tune in to the voice of God. Most people hear the voice of God mostly through an impression on their heart and, and it's described by many as a, that still small voice that comes into their life. And this voice of God should be directing our path each and every day and should be guiding us through our wilderness and it should be triggering the joy unspeakable in our life knowing that our great God cares so much to have a conversation with us each and every day. Because we know when we do that, we know that we are in fellowship with him. Your pastor will tell you the sensitivity to the voice of God cannot be just, well, fall on your lap one day. But it must be developed over time through prayers. Much prayers. And it is the will of God that you and I, his sheep, must hear his voice. And this is why prayer, earnest praying, is so vital in our walk with God. In the Old Testament time, you know, God spoke to his prophets in similar ways, either in visions or dreams or, or audibly via a heavenly messenger. You know, you can look it up, the theologians in this place, they call them theophanies. And, 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 and the prophet Elijah was one of those great prophets of God. And the land was struck with famine due to the widespread idolatry. So God sent a drought for three and a half years. And right on time, Elijah heard from God. He heard from God that drought is coming to an end. God had spoken to Elijah and said, I am promising abundance of rain. You can go and read the context in 1 Kings. Abundance of rain. Not a sprinkle, not a drizzle, not a quick spray of water, but rain. Heavy rain, copious amount of water that was promised and it's on its way. After the promise came from God, Elijah went and sat on a hammock and sucked on a coconut juice and went to sleep because he knew that promise is coming. Is that what he did? No, Elijah didn't pull up that hammock and say, Great God, now we have promised that I am going to enjoy being lazy. No, he went to work. And let me tell you something. There is no greater work than to pray. A Christian on their knees and pray. And pray some more. He prayed earnestly for the promised abundant rain to come. The promises of God are not given so that we can take it easy. We must activate its release through much prayers. Much prayers. You see, and this might be a revelation or illumination for someone, but the promises of God are not given in order to stop us praying. But rather, they should inspire us to pray more. 
much prayer. See, the sovereignty of God does not relieve us of our responsibility and our duty to pray. It has been said that prayer is the hand of faith that translates promise into performance. And Lord, you know, when you, when you hear the promise of God and, and, and you come to him and you say, Lord, this is the time that I want you to release that blessing. It is time for the abundance to come into my life. Right now, my life is not going really well. You promise life more abundantly right now, Lord. Rain down your glory, Lord. Your blessing in my life today, Lord, I want that release. And that's how you activate that. Open the floodgates of heaven right now, Lord. Break me out of my chains and these prison cells that I am in. See, let me, let me just teach a little bit here. Here we witness a great paradox about the great God that we serve. In the midst of their famine, God steps in and promises abundance of rain. In the midst of their bleakest and darkest time, God stepped in and promised victory over Baal and his prophets. I know from experience in the midst of losses and barrenness, God speaks comforts and blessings. Our God is capable of bringing floods out of our droughts, of bringing feasts out of our famines, of abundance out of our shortages. It is God's way of letting everyone know that He is still the boss. He is still the Almighty God and there's nothing is impossible with Him. The one true God and He specializes in doing the impossibility. Hallelujah. Listen, it is my conviction. It is not the plan of God. It is not the will of God for us to barely stand it up. Stand each and every week and make it just from one week to the next. To barely survive from Sunday to Sunday. To barely holding on from church meeting to church meeting. It is my conviction from reading His Word that God has intended for His church to be great significant in this hour. Or we can sit here and criticize what the evil is doing out there. We can criticize the woke and the evil people out there. But can I tell you, you need to run your lane. You need to stick in your lane. And you need to pray. And you need to pray. And you need to pray for them. Oh, hallelujah. We need to be great significant in this hour. To be the light in the dark world out there. To be the salt in this unsavory world that we are living in. Yes, his church was built to be great of great significance. To be relevant and functional in perilous times such as this. We, the church, was built and commissioned with power and authority. That means what I said earlier. With permission and ability. To bind and to lose in the name of the one with absolute power and authority. In the name of Jesus. To push back darkness. You have power and authority. To get the devil and his evil spirits to flee. Remember the devil, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church of the living God. 
But sometimes we activate him to come. I'll stop there. I've come to call on all the true believers of today in this house. The apostolic church must stand up in this hour. Be, be empowered with the Holy Ghost. With the power from on high. These arms of flesh will fail us. Not by might, not by my, by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. No devil in hell can prevail against us. No government has the power to stand up against the church of the living God. But let me tell you thing, first things first, the church must pray. Because if they don't pray, nothing will happen. The revival comes from up there. The revival comes from God. And if we don't pray, let me tell you, we will activate death. Elijah did just that. The Bible says, in our verse this morning, in verse 16 of James, chapter 5, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another and that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. I mean, wait a minute. You're talking about this great prophet Elijah, I mean, the guy that, that, that called down fire from heaven, I mean, he's, he's like me. You mean to, to tell me that, that the guy was taken up a, a chariot of fire? Uh, uh, how can he be like me or me like him? He's a man of God. That's what the Bible says. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as you are and me. How can he be like me and yet use more powerfully in the things of God? Here's a revelation coming. His prayer life was something else. Powerful. Earnest. Here's Elijah's resume. If, if if you, if you get a, a resume from Elijah saying, hey, Poe, this is my resume, the guy that was taken up the chariot of fire. He was living by the brook, ran away from some terrible lady, not lady, woman. He was homeless, right? He didn't have a family. That means he was lonely. That means he didn't have a bank account. Well, Commonwealth was not invented back then. So that means he was poor. He didn't have Facebook account, so I don't know why I brought that up. But what he had was prayer. What he had was prayer. And the Bible says, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And then he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought her fruit, forth her fruit. He prayed when he did not have any friends. He prayed. When he didn't have a job, he prayed. When he didn't have a car, he prayed. When he didn't have a home, he prayed. When he didn't have Facebook account, he prayed. Uh, let me tell you, when it, it didn't rain, he prayed. Can I tell you, the problem is uh, we don't pray enough. Oh, come on, somebody. Woo! 
His prayer habit was unconditional. It doesn't matter what you do to me, Lord. I will pray. Hallelujah. I will pray, Lord. It doesn't matter how cold outside. I will pray. You know, this morning, I was sending a message to my wife, feeling sorry for myself. It's six degrees here. And she said, it's 22 balmy degrees up here in Cairns. And I said, boo-hoo. doesn't matter how cold or how uncomfortable it is, how sick we can be, we need to pray. Hallelujah. That's how we need to have revival. If we have, we are to have revival. I'm not talking about just a corporate prayer. I'm talking about individual. If you want to have revival in your own life, you need to pray. If you want to have revival in your own family, you need to pray. I need you to get up every morning and I want you to lift up every family member in your life and we pray for them. Hallelujah. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. But rest assured, it will happen because my God is a faithful God. There have been more miracles. Oh, He is a faithful God. Nothing is impossible with Him. Oh, hallelujah. I believe God is going to pour out a beautiful, wonderful revival in this church. God says, hey, you guys are already praying. But you need to crank it up more. The darkness is upon us and it's getting darker. So the saints of God, they need to get lighter and more brighter and and more prayer. We need to pray more, saints of God. Hallelujah. There have been more miracles around the world in the apostolic movement than ones performed in the book of Acts. Why am I saying that? Well, because there was a promise, let a rain coming. And I tell you right now, it is coming. It's here. Can I tell you more people received the Holy Ghost worldwide in one day than all the people combined in the book of Acts? It was just four days ago or five days ago, Colombia, they had 7,198 people got filled with the Spirit of God. (laughs) 502 children one day and 506 children the next day. 1,008 children got filled with the Holy Ghost in that one weekend. Oh, I can see that it's going to happen in here, in Perfa. Can I tell you, if we're going to keep on pressing, if we're going to keep on praying, yes, it may not happen next, uh, next week, it may not happen next month, but can I tell you, yes, revival is coming, and we need to activate it. How? Through a lot of prayers. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God is saying, you know, God is telling me, go tell my people, watch and pray with anticipation. Not with despondency, not with doubt, but look on the horizon with expectations, just like Elijah. Oh, you need to keep on praying. You need to keep on praying. The result will come. (coughs) Listen, you have power and authority given to the church contained inside of you. If you have been filled with the Spirit of God, you have power and authority of God inside of you. Hallelujah. You don't need, well, you need pastor, but you don't need to get me to come and lay hand on my friend here. You have it inside of you. If you remember, 
I don't know, you go back to the book of Chronicles and Nehemiah, you know, when they, when they go to war and they, they name all these names, it's really annoying. I sh- I, when I get up there one day, I'll tell God, why did you list all the names? Because I have struggled with pronouncing a lot of those names. And, and so right now I'm going through it. And if you read the book of Nehemiah, those people were building the walls, right? Every single one of them. Those families, they had their names written. A lot of you, I believe a lot of you tell the truth now. You probably just jump. Okay, I'm not going to read those names. But did you know Elijah was instrumental in leading, but the reason why their names were mentioned, because they were all part of that revival that took place. The pastor is a leader. He is the one who's equipping you, but every single one of you will have your name written down that you are part of the greatest revival in the West of Australia. So what I'm saying is, take some responsibility to pray yourself. You need to take some responsibility upon yourself. Oh, I'm going to back my pastor. I'm going to back my leaders. But right now, I'm going to just pray. And I'm just going to pray. And I'm going to push back darkness in my workplace. I'm going to activate the kingdom power wherever I go. In my neighborhood, I will drive and I will put oil on the, on the doorpost of the, of the parliament house or, 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 or the, the council building or the library. You need to do that yourself because you are instrumental in bringing about the revival into Australia. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We tend to, this is the thing. I want, I want to be honest with you. Can I be honest, Pastor? Okay. I've got a microphone. See, this is the problem. We tend to activate everything else except the kingdom power. We can't have it both ways. To activate both the world and the kingdom's power and expect spiritual success and revival cannot be. God does not play in tandem with any other spirits out there. (laughs) He is alone, he is powerful, and he is the one true God. Don't activate worldliness and expect God's anointing on your day, on your ministry, in your life. Don't activate the flesh Monday to Saturday and expect a move of God in your ministry on Sunday. You've got to have revival in your personal life. You've got to have revival in your personal ministry. Don't activate spirits of discontentment and expect God's blessings to fall upon your life. You know what activates the flesh and worldliness? Hear me loud and clear. It's prayerlessness. You don't pray. All these little cells and all these little fleshy things want to jump out and do whatever it is that it wants. But through prayers, earnest prayers, filled with anticipations, we will shake up the foundation of 26 million people here in this land we call home. 
Let's activate kingdom power and authority wherever you go. I have a bottle of oil in my car that I like to, to, to anoint place where I go. You need to do the same. You need to go and lay hands and anoint places you go. And you start, that you have the power. Don't let it remain dormant. You need to step out and you need to activate, activate. Hallelujah. Yes, the world may be turning their backs on God. They may be walking away, but the church needs to rise up now in the midnight hour and be mobilized. How? In prayer and fasting. We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. And listen to me. The greatest outreach program in this world is not more programs, but a room full of intercessors who praise and pray and pray hallelujah oh hallelujah listen up Northside Pentecostal Church of Perth it is time to find our voices again it is time to find our prayer closets again be the church that God has intended for us in the first place let's go to prayer all night prayers many hours of prayer not just a little prayer over food we need to pray and pray some more Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has blessed us. Has given us so much. And the Holy Ghost is available to all. We need to just simply pray. And with faith and expectation. Hallelujah. Knock. Knock, knock, knock. You keep seeking. And you keep asking until you have it. It is a lack in importunity of prayer. In, in pushing until you get your answer. Let's get on our knees and pray with anticipations. It is time to step up and shake off the shackles of timidness. It is time to activate kingdom power and release life to the world of lifelessness out there. Hear me this morning. You have power inside of you to shake up the foundation of immorality and sinfulness in your neighborhood. You have the power and authority to shake up the foundation of corruption and lies in our world. We, last week, I said to my church, we, we're not doing prayer meeting on this Sunday night, but meet me at church at five. They said, what are we going to do, Pastor? And I said, we're going to go around and anoint the city. And we're going to pray over the city. And we went out there. We said, I don't know. We, I think they just wanted to come for the McDonald's. Because I promised them, I said, uh, lift your hands up if you are coming. And a lot of them come. Because I said, if you don't want to come, I'll get McDonald's. Uh, I won't buy McDonald's. And all the hands went up. I didn't buy them McDonald's, some of them. I lied. No, I didn't. Praise the Lord. So we need to go out there. Hallelujah. Pastor Powell, it's not rained in years and has been revival for some time. And, you know, we haven't burst out the seams. And what makes you think it's going to rain now? Well, pray with anticipation. Well, this is the way it's always been. And what makes you think that will change now? Pray with anticipation. 
Well, we've been pl- plenty of people who come through the years uh, and they preach to us uh, that it's going to re- be a revival coming and time and time again. What you think is going to make a difference now? Let me tell you, you need to just keep uh, on praying. The Bible said uh, Elijah put his head between his legs uh, and he was praying and he said, go look at the horizon. I'm just going to keep on praying and I'm praying and I want to see everyone that walk into the house of the Lord will be filled with the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let the problem, you know, this is the problem we face today. We are no longer want to pray. We're lacking patience. You know, the problem we are facing today is that we're no longer tuning in to the divine frequency. We're so distracted. We start to pray and the Facebook message come through. And, and, and so, we, instead of tuning into the faith in Jesus channel, we're tuning into my ability that I earn a lot of money so I don't need Jesus channel. We often turn the channel away from the promises of God program into something else. Our mindset in this hour have been changed. No longer the promises of God. Our faith is weak. And I'm not talking about this church. Beautiful. I love the church here. It's generally, we put more faith on other things than God. Hallelujah. Our focus is misdirected. God can't do anything in the midst of people who don't have faith to pray and pray and pray with expectation. I am here to tell somebody here this morning, we need to have more faith than ever before. It is, it is you know, you know when, you, when you define faith, this is my simple definition of faith. It's simply not giving up on the promises of God. Even if it takes three and a half years, or 10 years, or 20 years, I will pray with expectations. Hallelujah. I know some of you are looking for the, for the for baptism of the Holy Ghost. I remember I was praying for months. And I prayed, and, and, and I couldn't, and, but I went home, and I was just praying until 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I, I would not let go. And I said, Lord, I know your spirit. It's just, I need you to fill me. The problem in this day and age, we give up way, way too soon. When we don't see the answer, we don't see the money in the bank, we don't see the, the beautiful, tangible you know, things that God has promised, we just you know, throw a tantrum. Say, oh, I don't want to. See, faith is simply realizing that I may not see it, that I may not feel it, that I may not be able to touch it, but God said it. And I believe it. I believe it. Let me tell you that there is revival is coming to Perth. You believe it. I don't care whether you don't believe it. But I am here to say you need to believe it. You need on praying. You need to pray. You need to support the ministry. At the ministry you need to support one another. You need to have love for one another. And you just keep on praying. Hallelujah. 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 You know I'm going to slowly come to a close. But I, my friend uh, who came to visit us in, in Cairns, you know, Brother Chris Green, he, he came and he related a story about an invite. He was invited to a church in America uh, to come and preach at their little youth service on a, on a, on a Sunday. 
on a Friday night, and uh, apparently there were 39 youth in their service. And uh, when he turned up Friday night, only 12 of them came. The 27 of them, for some reason, they probably something happened and they just went home. But the reason why those 12 turned up is because they didn't have a home to go back to. So they would rather come to church and be warm and have somebody speak to them. Had they had home to go back to, they would have gone home. But the 12 sat there and he preached to these 12 kids. And in the middle of his sermon, he turned around and he prophesied to them. And he basically said, I am sending a revival through these 12 youths. He spoke it with certainty. He says, I will bring up and I will send a, a revival through these 12 youths that this church, and he was talking about a church, will not be able to contain the people that will come. Amazing what God can do with the leftovers. Amen? And, the, and, 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 and Chris was telling us, he's basically saying, you know, and he went off and preached somewhere else. And when he rang up a few weeks later, four weeks later, and talked to the pastor, the pastor said, you have no idea what had happened. And Chris said, well, tell me. He said, since you left, that Sunday morning, these 12 said, well, the man of God said that, we, that he will send forth a revival through us, so we might as well get the hammock out and we just lie around. No, 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 that's not what they did. They said, we might as well put ourselves in a prayer room in church and pray, wait for this revival. And, about, and, and, uh, and Chris said, and the pastor said, well, you know, and they went in to pray in the morning, an hour and a half in the morning, and, and, and as they pray, and we come in and ready for service, they're still in, in prayer. And, and Chris said, so then you just had service? No. All of them are musicians. <laughs> so they were out to it in prayer. I mean, intercessors is such a tiring thing. It's, it's powerful because you go so deep into the spiritual realm. And these 12 went in there. So what the pastor said, well, we can't worship. Uh, let's just get. So they came and carried the drummer next to the drum. The bass guitarist next to the bass guitar. And the guitarist. And basically they carried them out there. And they decided to just keep on praying with these guys. Few weeks later, there was no there, there was no worship, no tithes, offerings, no nothing. For a few weeks, that's what happened. The whole service was all these comatose prayer warriors, just lying there and they praying. And to a point where people were just coming into the church, there was no uh, music, but they started to pray with them. And there was a beautiful, powerful move of God that, uh, that they had to destroy half of the building in order to open it up so that they could have more rooms for the new people that are coming in. For four Sundays, it happened. These guys were not, they did not stop praying. Revival broke through and that church was filled to the brim with souls because there were 12 
leftovers would not stop praying for the people out there. As I said earlier, that the most powerful outreach program anyone can ever have is a room full of intercessors. Hallelujah. So I'm here this morning and I, and I want you to, I'm coming to a close here. That is the secret formula for revival. So I want to open this altar here this morning. And I want to ask you, if, if you could just stand with me this morning. I want you to stretch forth your hands. And you want, you know, if you need healing this morning, if you, if you need a, a deliverance, whatever it is, I believe that God is roaming in this altar here. If you believe that God can fill you with the Spirit, He will fill you. Don't come in here with doubts. Don't come in here with a what if. Some of us, uh, we worry about our reputation. You know, I'm, I will lay hands on people. But can I tell you, if you have the Spirit of God, you have the power to lay hands on somebody. So right now, this is the time that you need to step up and lay hand on somebody this morning. Lord, I'm going to ask uh, if you just lift your hands under the air and uh, into the air and say, Lord, teach me to pray. Hallelujah. Give me a desire and a desperation to pray unto you, Lord. Give me the anointing to pray, Lord. Give me the heart of an intercessor, Lord. Hallelujah. God is not sending Elijah to intercede for you. God is not sending uh, uh, Angel Michael or Angel Gabriel. He is sending this sister and this sister and this brother and this brother to go and pray for the lost world. We are going to have revival. But first, uh, the church needs to pray. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There are many prisoners out there. The power to the deliverance can be mobilized by your prayer. Their chains will be broken by your prayer. Miracles can take place when we pray. Revival will come when we pray. Hearings come when we pray. Lives will be changed when we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to open the altar. If you have a, a need for physical, emotional, mental healing, please come to the front. We're going to anoint you with oil. We're going to believe that God can do the miraculous here this morning. If you need the Holy Ghost, you come and don't beg God for the Holy Ghost. Because it is a gift. It is the gift of God. The Bible says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive. It's not something like, you may receive. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, there's nothing can stop a church that pray. No devil can come against us. Oh, no enemy will prevail against us. And if you're here, let me tell you, you need to activate uh, that gift of God inside of you. And you need to speak to your mountain. You need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. You need to speak to that mountain right now. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. If you have the Holy Ghost in this place, I want you to go and find somebody and pray for that person and activate uh, that kingdom power this morning in here right now. It is time to lay hands uh, for the and pray for the lame and the blind. Uh, it's time to Heal and lay hands on those who are sick and the depressed and the anxiety. With time for healing, oh Lord. Come on. You can lay hands. Lay hands on people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Oh, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this brother, Lord, right now. In the name of Jesus, you know the story, oh God. I pray for healing, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that you touch him. In the name of Jesus, I pray for deliverance, oh Lord, right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Lay hand on somebody and I want you to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Father, I pray, Lord, right now. As I lay hands on this lady, Lord, right now. I pray, oh God, that you break forth. Oh, I break it through, Lord Jesus. Whatever the sadness, oh God. Whatever the tightness, oh God, Lord Jesus, let her let go, let go, let go, let go, let go, Jesus. Lord, I speak healing upon her right now, healing emotionally, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, let's activate, let's activate revival in this place of worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 